harnesses now, an iguana then fed her marshmallows until she exploded. I'm not! I'm not happy. Hello and welcome to Chatting from the Wings, a podcast where I talk about anything and everything theatre related with a guest and a cup of tea. Guess who's here? It's me. It's Joe. Hello. Joe's Joe's back with me talking about another another musical movie. Both times you have been on this podcast, we have not talked about a stage show. No. <laughs> but it's fine, because this is good. how we get away with it. That's fine. They're, they're musical movies. We could make it into a stage show. Yes. But... We're banking the idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joe, do you want to introduce the subject of, uh, of this podcast episode, although they've read it in the title already? Well, today we're going to be looking at Yellow Submarine! Yellow, Yellow Submarine! submarine! <laughs> Submarine is a 1968 movie directed by George Dunning with an original story by Lee Minoff based on a song by John Lennon and Paul McCartney of this funny little band. Don't know if, don't know if anyone's ever heard of them called The Beatles. They were this small band in the 60s that oh, never really went anywhere. Yeah, so small. Yeah. So small. I just like, like I, uh, who would ever want to know anything about The Beatles? Yeah, God. <laughs> Especially not me. Yeah. Who's a big Beatles You never fan. mentioned The Beatles. Not once have I I mentioned the Beatles having consecutively <laughs> nearly five of their albums. No! <laughs> you don't impersonate them not on the daily. Not at all. No, never. No, not once. <laughs> not once, Paul. Um, You're not Paul. Where's Paul? I'm oh, Ring- wait. I'm, I'm Ringo. Dead. No, I'm dead. Because I'm John. Oh, God. Uh, I'm very I'm sorry. I'm speaking to a ghost. I'm sorry, Mr. Lennon. I'm very sorry. <laughs> he can't hear us. He doesn't <laughs> listen to podcasts. Because he's dead. No, <laughs> the dead can't listen to podcasts. Oh dear, oh um, dear. Yeah, Yellow Submarine is a movie about things. Lots of different things. Lots of different things. Um, but mainly there is a place called Pepperland, hmm. um, and there are the Blue Meanies, who are blue and mean. And hate music. And hate music. So they decide to get rid of all the music in Pepperland. Um, and turn everything and blue. Turn, and turn everything blue. Yes. Oh, blue. To read them. To read them. Um, so help is sent for. Um, by by Fred. by Fred. By yeah, Fred. good old Fred. Um, Captain Fred. By the mayor of Pepperland. Fred is sent by the Lord Mayor of Pepperland to find help, um, and he leaves in a yellow submarine to find the Beatles and restore justice to the world. But they go on a hell of an adventure. They do. Through time and the Sea of Holes. And the and, Sea of Green. And the Sea of Green. And also Liverpool. And Liverpool. And, the scariest of them all. And until they come back to Pepperland and restore justice by react, reenacting the stage show of Sergeant Pepper Pepper's and his Lonely, Lonely Hearts Club, Club Band. band. So do we want to start, as, as we traditionally do, mm-hmm, with talking mm-hmm. about the songs and talking about the music? Yes. Um, so. so should we just go in chronological order? Of course. Yeah. So, so you've got the opening song, Yellow Submarine. I've just written catchy as hell. Because it is. It is. We were, we were both sitting there while I was writing as we were like, we all oh, live in a yellow submarine. Ah, oh, it's, it's just feel good. It's I a quite like good, it. It's a good song. It was on the album of Revolver, which was, I believe... Uh, the Beatles, for I'm gonna say fourth or fifth album. I'm gonna trust your judgment because you know more about the Beatles. Yeah, uh, so it's on their fourth or fifth, like 
established album not mm. like I'm not talking about singles and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was um, there's a contract well I wouldn't really say a contract but there's a thing that Ringo who is the drummer of the band you know mm. left handed drummer playing a right good old, drummer, good old Ringo set. yeah it's really weird because he is a left handed drummer who plays a right handed drummer set Oh. Which makes a unique sound about it. It's not really as unique, but you know, because it just kind of sounds similar. But yeah, anyway, I digress. Mm. So it is that it was uh, it was Ringo's song because he can only sing one song per album, except for the White Album where he sang two songs. But that's like you know, two songs. Apparently, let him have the one. So well, poor yeah, Ringo. Yeah, poor Ringo. Honestly, poor Ringo. But yeah, one of my notes in this just says poor Ringo. <laughs> poor Ringo. Honest, honestly, mm. it's very energetic, very light-hearted song. It's become more of like a kids thing. It was one of I remember yeah, learning it in primary school because it's one of two songs that kind of cemented. Ringo to do the narration for Tom's the Tank Engine because he had such a big appeal to children yeah he did so with yeah. Yellow Submarine and Octopus's Garden of course because mm. there are some you know kid songs that yeah. are like highlighted when it's like oh yeah it's the Beatles but yeah, yeah but it's like they're songs that appeal yeah. massively to kids and then after that, you've got Eleanor Rigby. Ah, Eleanor Rigby. I I love the way they make this song look because it feels yes. really eerie at the beginning. It is because it's, it takes it's ages Liverpool. for the song to kick in. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, Liverpool's scary. Um, <laughs> the scariest place they go in this film. It is. No. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Liverpool. Liverpool. No, no, no. I I tease. I tease. Um, mm. Also, <laughs> you commented on the fact that this song has the first ever boomerang. It they does, didn't. it does, because they, well, the animation team, well, funnily enough, the animation team, actually, they mm-hmm. took themselves, and they, that's what they did, they, the way that that's they animated them. it, that's them, so they were able to actually make their own cameos into, it wasn't even the animated, it was just the team behind the production of it, mm. so they took, and they just, uh, what they would do, take a couple of photos, I don't know how they'd specifically do it, but they took a lot of photos, uh, and then probably just paste them over and up, and repaint yeah. them in an artistic style and they'd re-loop them back and forth so it kind of looked like a, like a, it looked like an Instagram boomerang so Eleanor Rigby is a Paul McCartney song um, it was also on Revolver uh, with Yellow Submarine and it was one of the first Beatles songs that had uh, no instruments played by any of the band members it really? was all orchestra- it was orchestrated it was, interesting yeah, very, yeah. Interesting that they they choose like obviously like there are probably loads of reasons mm. why they chose like Eleanor Rigby as a song, mm. but considering the whole film is about like the music done by that mm. like like it ends with them playing the music. Interesting mm. that they would use a song to yeah. introduce them that doesn't have any of them playing in it. Well, as I have because that's uh, the song that plays just before you meet yeah, Ringo. Yeah. So and uh, yeah, well, oh Liverpool's lonely on a Saturday night. And this is only Thursday. Ah, oh, Thursday. So, as I get from my oh, notes... Yeah. Nothing ever happens to me. These are my notes banging against the table. I'm very sorry <laughs> to the <laughs> listeners. I, just so, for spikes. It is that... Um, oh, goodness. What was I going to say? So, Paul McCartney. I yeah. Love to pieces. So, uh, what was... Uh, Eleanor Rigby was a song created by Paul McCartney. So, yeah. the animation all... How, how long do you reckon the animation took? I mean, considering how many loops there are, and considering it was... Oh, I meant for 90... the whole film. Oh, for the whole film. Yeah. I'm going to say it took them three, four years? I'm, I'm, I'm estimating... 11 months. Really? Yeah. I was just like, oh, well, it was 1968, so let's assume it took them longer. Mm. But yeah, no, honestly, they pumped out in 11 months. Considering the amount of animations in this film. Yeah. Like... Because what, what it was that when they... Because the Beatles had a, had a contract with a US, with a US um, uh, production company. 
and they could only make five films from their contract. This was the fourth film from their contract. And when they talked to the production about it, saying animated, the the production team just said, "Yeah, we'll just take uh, any of your songs and we'll animate over that." So oh, that's how they did it. That is. So they just took they random just, songs. They handpicked loads yeah. of songs and were like, "Yeah, this will do." So it was because it's from 1968. That would be up to Magical Mystery Tour. Yeah. Until, and but before that, there would be that's at, that's just before Abbey. So Magical Mystery Tour. But then on from that, it's Abbey Road. Yeah. Let it be and. I was uh, going to say, it was yeah. before they kind of came into the picture. Yeah. And the White Album as well. Yeah. But apart from that, yeah, so that's all from Eleanor Rigby. Oh, fair. <laughs> yeah, that's all the stuff I can give. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I just find it interesting that, like, you you meet the first Beatle in the film after mm. a song that was not performed. I, I consider... Or Ring- not... Yeah. Not, not performed, because I consider Yeah, because I consider Ringo to be the... Be- the, the main beetle of this story mm. like you got John although you're going to say yeah. in general like he is the main beetle yeah. <laughs> just in general no. forget the other forget three. the other mm. but yeah no it's because he I find him to be the main beetle of the story because he's very much highlighted in a lot of more ways than George Lennon and Paul mm. because they come in kind of after when you follow mm. when Fred has to follow Ringo to get to the house of the Beatles called the mm. Piers. Yeah. I was going to say I wanted to talk about that because there's there's a thing specifically with the Yellow Submarine theme. Mm-hmm. It kind of follows throughout, and I wasn't expecting it because I was just like, oh, it will just be general background, and then the Beatles songs will happen, and mm. then it'll just be general background music. But like as the Yellow Submarine is following Ringo <laughs> home, he just this do 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 do, and I was like, oh, that's nice. I like yeah. that because it also happens at the very end when the Yellow Submarine like comes in and finds the Beatles again, mm. like, triumphantly comes back in, like, Avengers Endgame, mm. eat your heart the out. The composer's always... Like... <laughs> yeah, because the composer... <laughs> yeah, Avengers Game, eat your heart out, man. Mm. The, uh, the, the um, composing team put in little hooks from different songs. Mm. They kept re-referencing... Uh, also, because the writers also put in, like, lists from songs as well, mm. from uh, different things which we'll get onto a bit later from a different song but yes mm. uh, what, what else would you like to have said about this this animation style this song i want to i i think that's everything i've got for eleanor rigby mm. but i want i want to talk about all together now mm-hmm. so all together now was one of the because there are a few songs that were just kind of plucked from beatles their like repertoire their and there are repertoire. a few that were like written for the, the film. for the film, all together yeah. now is one that was written for the film yeah. if they, i'm not mistaken they, yeah they were all single albums that were made uh, for the production so uh it was just because there was because when the animation team picked up several songs then the beatles also contributed by making more songs mm. to help for the production as well mm. and some of them were just off the fly they mm. were just made uh for some purpose uh some of them were just some single albums that they just made with a and b sides yeah it was mm. it, it's it, it's just really interesting to know what they actually contributed versus what they did, like what the composer was like, oh no, we'll take this one and we'll, mm. we'll animate around that. Mm. Yeah. I was going to say, this, like this and When I'm 64 are two songs that kind of like, very early on I was like, so this is how the songs work. Because yeah. because the whole film is very episodic and I'll get onto that when like mm. we talk about like the script and how the film is like structured. Mm. Um, but it's very much like, okay, yeah, this song works very well around this bit. And I've just written in my notes, like, yeah, all together now, good narrative choice, since, like, it's the first song yeah. since the Beatles all, like, were yeah. 
like together in the film. They've all gone off in this journey and then all together now happens. And I'm mm. like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because mm. Eleanor Rigby also all the lonely people that's talking about. Yeah, it, like, because they they yeah. haven't met up yet either. Mm. So like Ringo's on his own, Paul's like yeah. buggering off somewhere. It sets the atmosphere of Liverpool yeah. before you get into the bright atmosphere. Like, oh, the Beatles are together now. Yeah, like, and, then, and then all this random like crazy places they go to like the, with Father Time and then there's like we said the Sea of Holes. It's really it emphasised and amped up as soon mm. as like Eleanor Rigby stopped. Then when the other songs come in, it's like oh, energy, mm. colour, bright, like mm. very upbeat, like music and all that jazz. Yeah, and like with uh, when I'm sixty four, like another yeah. good example of like oh, something goes wrong. Oh, mm. they're all getting older. Let's put in when, when I'm sixty four because it fits really well. Mm. Um, that was you a, know it yeah. kind of covers the backing for that plot point. Um, but it also does an interesting thing like visually. They like the thing pops up on screen. Be like a minute is a like it's yeah. It says sixty four years is this many minutes, mm. and one minute is a long time. And yeah. what follows is during like the song, just visually you just see numbers counting Sequence up to sixty, numbers, yeah. and that's and that's it. And I was like, that's that's the kind of the energy of this film. It's like, mm. hey, here's a thing. Yeah, that was fun, wasn't it? Because <laughs> it genuinely was really interesting. It's very thinking, I was like Monty oh, Python. Minute is a very, yeah. yeah. It is, Especially it is kind of Holy Grail, Holy Grail. I was going to say, I don't think it's like flying circus levels of random because mm. it still kind of ties together. Mm. But yeah, I think you're right in saying it's very like Holy Grail-ish. Because when I'm 64 was, um, trivia effect, uh, Lennon hated it. Really? Yeah, Lennon hated that song. It was a, it was a McCartney song and Lennon hated it because he said it he didn't like granny songs to be put on Sgt. Pepper's album. Oh. Even though he... Lennon can't say diddly because McCartney suggested the idea of making Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band because the the concept behind the album was to make a... So Paul came in to the studio one day and be like, lads, I want to make an album of us being another band and this band making music. So that's Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yeah, that's that's not the origins of Sgt. Pepper's. They just literally, it's the concept of... Them being another band, which is Sgt. Pepper's Nelly Hearts Club Band, mm. and that band making songs. So mm. That's what it is. So it's not like, so those songs weren't like meant to be songs by the by Beatles. Beatles. They're songs by Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and basic, not yeah. the same artists. Yeah. So they could afford to have like different sounds and different kind of music mm. going. But Lennon was just, so Lennon was just Lennon like, Lennon just no, didn't like no, the you. song, but they, they put it on the album anyway. <laughs> so what can you do, Lennon, you salty prick? <laughs> Uh, so okay moving on to Only a Northern Song which is another one made for the film yeah. isn't it I I really like the visuals of this one I don't have too much to say about the song itself but um, the, like the yeah. kind of sound wave because they're they have very much the sound wave the boxes of I was going to say and, it's very yeah. much about like because they're like on the field of science or mm. something or the sound like they talk about like the they fields of time the and then the fields of science because the song's about saying like oh if you're listening to the song and you think it sounds wrong it's not we just made it that way that's mm. literally a whole song it just yeah. repeats that message over and over again yeah. which I've noticed with, comes with a lot of the songs that they made for the album they're having one message but they're repeating it or changing it ever so slightly but mm. repeating it but that's with like nearly every song but mainly for these songs that they made for the album like all together now they come at like oh like white Green, red, can I bring my friend to bed? Like, oh, they repeat yeah, that, yeah, but then yeah. they do, like, one, two, three, four, can I have a little more? They do yeah. that same rhythmic scheme. And, and also, it and also when it then. comes to Hey Bulldog, that's like that. Mm. When they, like, da 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 they keep doing the same lyrics and mm. they keep repeating the same messages, but they're 
changing the words ever mm. so slightly to be like, it's still the same thing, but it's not. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, so, yeah, I quite, I quite liked... I quite liked it. I didn't have too much to say about it. There's mm. there's two songs that I like. I don't have too much to say about it. Yeah. So there was one other one that I'll get to in a bit that I was like, yeah. I didn't get yeah. it. The others I like got, and there was mm. one that I didn't get. But before I get to that, I want to talk about Nowhere Man, uh, which Nowhere is one Man. of my favourite songs in this yeah, film. that's from Rubber Soul. That's, I, that's good. I good really song. like Nowhere Man yeah. because it's the one that in my head made, one of the ones that made the most sense to jeremy hillary Boo. yeah fud <laughs> yeah phd fud i i really liked it and mm. i like i think like like because obviously my head is trying to be like okay it's a musical film like because i've heard loads of people like like try and analyze it like a, mm. like a conventional musical and i was like okay let's see if i can do that and i was like okay this one really good character intro yeah, song it was i, like, I honestly like and it. i really like the character of the mm. nowhere man like I think, I think like out of all the random characters that pop up, I think I think he's he's one of the coolest. Hmm. Are, you, are you trying to find? Uh, I'm just the looking other page because um, Lee Minoff is a um, he's a Liverpudlian poet. Okay. Because that's where most of because where some of the rhyming scheme comes in, mainly, and also where some of the artistically because one of his favorite lines is the opening where Ringo says, "Oh, London, Liverpool's lonely on Saturday night." So mm. that's one of his favourite I love that line. Lines. And it's also because when writing someone like Jeremy Hillary Boobford. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to be he was very Jeremy mi- Hillary Boob. I he, he kinda what the char- I like the, the character introduction to because he's a Noah man and then Ringo brings him back. That's why I still think Ringo was the main Beatle for this film. Mm. Yeah. Which is not really funny because in another film, I think it was either I think it definitely wasn't a hard day's night, but there's another Beatles film where Ringo's the main Beatle for the film and like he goes off on a random adventure, and then like he's trying to convince people he's Ringo Starr, and people don't believe him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's even gone up to a kid. It's like, but I am, I am Ringo Starr. And the kid's like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, this is such a uh, so yeah. I think I think from all the like from the backlash that the Beatles are like, oh, you can only do one song problem. They're like, we'll make you the main characters for the film. I was like, yeah. like, oh yeah, I love that. It's like, it's like oh, wonderful. <laughs> Me doing that, and also a uh, a Pizza Hut advert. Oh, <laughs> he did love it, love a bit of Pizza Hut. Mm. Also, the ending of the of the Nowhere Man song because mm. I looked at you because <laughs> because we clocked each other because obviously the Nowhere Man's crying at the end of the song and I'm like I just looked at you and went. Aww. You did. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, because going into this movie, I thought, I'm not going to get any of this. None of this is going to make sense to me. It mm. all made a lot of sense Which to me, except for like a couple of little moments. Mm. But like, I wasn't expecting to go in and see mm. a character and just go, Aww. <laughs> that was something I was not ready yeah. for. <laughs> I mean, I think when I said that to you, I think it was more, I think you get more confused by the visuals more than anything else. Mm. The story is quite And, and again, that yeah. like, like if if we can move on to like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, oh, oh. great song. Didn't get why it was there. Very good. I I, I love yeah. the song, but like I don't know. Like I love what they did visually with it because oh, they so did an beautiful. art style with it that they hadn't tried before. But the colors like constantly so, yeah they, changing. They um they took visuals from people cool. uh, video that was visuals. My Damn that coaster! Is it this, this? Is this the second time this is gonna happen? It happened with no, Alex. No, no, no. So, here. so this is the first time my coaster has messed right. up on me oh. in, in all the times I've done this podcast. I'm pretty mm. sure it's it's Alex's coaster last uh, last time I recorded that 
messed up. How dare it. But the people listening won't get that joke till the next episode oh, is released. Oh, I see. I is... did a spoiler. It's fine. <laughs> it'll just, it'll entice them all mm. to listen to the next episode in two weeks' time. Mm. <laughs> That was the worst plug I've no, ever yeah, it's done. It's fine, it's fine. You're your own company. <laughs> you get to do what you want. So, what are we talking about? Losing the Sky with Diamonds. Yeah, Artwork. Losing the Sky with Diamonds so, and like, the art style. The art style was they took uh, live action footage and they traced over it and then they made a lot of great painting. They painted mm. over in such beautiful styles. That's probably, that's apparently that's one of McCartney's favourite moments really? of the film. It's the visual art style of how it's so different from the 2D of how it was quite, oh, you know, this is an animation to, oh, this is really beautiful. Mm. Like, you know, because you see those art paintings where it's like they just splatter random colours around and then they trace around it with like a pen and be like, yeah, yeah, oh, this yeah, is yeah. now an iguana for some reason <laughs> from the paint splatter that I have made. This is now an iguana. <laughs> so when, so yeah, I just really love the art style for it, but I completely get what you mean. It doesn't make sense, but it's because... They're in the field of minds, of blank, of uh, well, this, yeah. the field of minds. Yeah. Oh, field of heads, head fields, head field, head of fields. I can't remember what the field. It was a head full. Of, it was like a field the, full of heads. The he- yeah. There was yeah. a joke that was made that I forgot. I, I forgotten forgot the joke. Too. But I know, I know there was a joke made that we both found Just, funny. Yeah. So. I think it was because, well, I think that, like they said, the animation team just plucked that out yeah. for a minute. And there was also a, um, that was also from Sgt. Peppers as well. That's mm. that's from that album. You can yeah. probably, like, and people probably have, like, analysed this film on a very, yeah. very deep level and be like, this is why it is mm. what it is. I, I just didn't, like, yeah. I loved the song, loved the visuals, just didn't get why it was. Yeah. Especially because it came after Nowhere Man, yeah. which in my head was like, that makes so much makes sense. sense. And then the next one, I was like, love you, yeah. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, but why it's, are you here? It's very much a red herring, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? But I, it's because the song itself is, people think it's about LSD, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, they think it's about that. It's ah. not. It was a song written by Lennon and his child, Julian. They wrote Aww. it together, and, it ba- and uh, the main influence of the song was based off of um, Lennon having visuals from when he read Alice in Wonderland to Julian at night. So that was where some of the main visuals came from, the idea of just where the lyrics had very high, um, uh, I'd say, ex- psychedelic and existentialistic visuals mm. that were very much, you know, because look at the girl with uh, the sun in her eyes and she's gone, and it's just like like... Uh, with plasticine porters with looking glass ties. Like, where does this all come yeah. from? It doesn't make sense. And that's mm. kind of the Alice in it's Wonderland. It's very, like, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland yeah. kind, of, kind of style. Style. So that's where that all comes from. But I completely get what you mean. I just think they did it for mainly that little bit of the art style in mm. the head of the minds. Because it's also, I think it's a nice metaphor of Lennon's mind. Mm. From when Lennon's being like, oh, look at all this. Oh, it's very artsy. <laughs> oh, I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm going to take LSD and no one will think it is, but it isn't, but it is. <laughs> I'm making no sense. Julian, Alice in Wonderland, let me read it to you. Let me read you a bedtime story. No. Dad, please not again. Now listen here. So Alice fell down a hole. The end. <laughs> the end. She, go to she bumped her head and no one saw her again. <laughs> the end. She was kidnapped by the rabbit. <laughs> Then fed her marshmallows until she exploded. <laughs> goodness. My goodness. John, what are you feeding that Alice? John was the right rabbit? No, what? he wasn't. And then, and then pauses in the back like, John, what kind of story are you giving me here? 
This doesn't make any sense. It's a great song. It's you a d- lovely song. Are you in the studio drunk again? No, I was not. You're my mother. <laughs> Falls over and collapses. Anyway, anyway we're getting heavily so, sidetracked. So, so let's kind of move, like this is kind of like the final third of the film we're yeah. getting into now with Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. Ah, oh, what a song! Which I really liked. A, it's a payoff from the very beginning. Cause the mm. first thing you see, or one of the first things you see in the film, is, is the is the logo yeah. and and the members of the band themselves. So it's a really nice payoff. Um, I've also put really fun villain defeat song. Because yeah. this was the point where I was watching it where I was like, oh, cool, the Blue Meanies are going to run away and they won't come back and then mm. that'll be the end of it. Oh, That's uh, how 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 naive how I defeat, was. How do you defeat a big Blue Meanie you turn into a rosebush? Mm. I, also, I also think <laughs> Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is the most energetic. Like, I feel like it's the song with the most, like, boom kind of energy yeah like and it needs like you know when you, if you're thinking in terms of like film structure and story structure yeah. you know the song where like all like there's a massive fight going on mm. it's gonna need to be but i just think it's a really fucking it oh, is well there goes the fan oh, oh no, no you said prick earlier so it's fine oh, okay that's fine. yeah cool <laughs> so with because i I've, i had this thing where it's if you have with the album Sgt. Pepper's because that's at the beginning look, of course that's got to be at the beginning of the album because it is yeah it's it, like you said it's a very high energetic song it's uh, with the musical trope because in musicals you've got to have a very high energy beginning song don't you mm. so for the album that because it also had a reprise at the end of it but yeah. that's before just that's the second of to last song before it goes into A Day in the Life which is one of my personal favourite Beatles song. That's like the Beatles song I'd recommend to anyone if like, mm. oh, if like, I want to listen to the Beatles, what song would yeah, I listen to? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, trying to get into the Beatles. Yeah. What, what would you say? If I, if you want to try and get into the Beatles, I say Star, Sgt. Peppers, but if, if, if you're just looking for like specific songs, I'd say one of the first songs you got to listen to is definitely A Day in the Life because that just kind of brings to, together the harmony that the Beatles kind of came together to make one like, just beautiful story of a song mm. that had stories in it. And it's just, yeah, the lyricism, the music, the orchestra. Yeah, so A Day in the Life, that's a recommended song I give to a lot of people. Nice. But yeah, it's, if you, because they had that song, it's such an energetic song. It's just that little guitar, the egg, the, the electric guitar at the beginning. Was like, yeah. It's so, like, I, I heard it and I was like, oh, okay, mm. here we go. Here we go. Like, mm. and it was, it did not disappoint. And also, they cut a Ringo song. I'm not having that in this studio, even though it's just your bedroom. <laughs> Because they cut out because Sergeant Pepper because the Beatles do this thing where they 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 take uh, more than two or more songs sometimes in certain albums mm-hmm. and they 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 make them one big track even though they're separate songs they did this a lot in Abbey Road they started doing this in Sergeant Pepper's because um, they did it with. Uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band, and then uh, a, little, uh, a little help from my friends, which was Ringo's. So it's not Ring- a song written by Ringo, but it's one of Ringo's singing songs. Mm. And they cut it! They cut it too early! And I'm not happy by that! I'm not! I'm not happy. I am not happy that they had to cut Ring- Ringo's- Ring- Ringo oh, Star! Ring- Ringo Star! I am across the room! That is how angry I am at. Anyway, let us continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, justice for Ringo. Hashtag justice for Ringo. Justice for Ringo. Get it trending. Yeah, you heard it here first. Justice everyone. for Ringo. Justice for Ringo. Absolutely. So, yeah, that was it. That was the second song. That was uh, I think it was a Lennon McCartney song, and that was written uh, because it's a double jointed song. Billy Shears is brought up a lot. 
Yes. Alicia Years was also a fictional character who was a part of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Arts Club band. Okay. And I believe that the statue that the band were playing on at the end, which was the big head, that was Sgt. Pepper. That was Sgt. Pepper. Like, that's, a, that, that's like a statue silhouette of Sgt. Pepper. Right, I'm with you. Because the character's never really like shown visually, but... Mm. But to be fair, nobody knows who Sergeant Pepper really is. I mean, all I know is that Paul is the walrus, according to John Lennon. Mm. Paul died. Yeah. Paul McCartney died in a car crash, apparently, according to theories. That's a theory for another day. <laughs> hey, that's just a theory. A, a Beatles, Beatles theory. theory. Thanks for watching. But yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, you may continue. <laughs> so. Then coming coming off of Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, you get the kind of more chill like Villain Defeat song, which is All You Need Is Love. Ah, uh, lovely song, and I genuinely think it's really clever that like because obviously the so the blue meanies have uh, a glove. The uh, the the oh the 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 mean the the evil the 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 flying glove the something flying glove yeah the dreadful flying glove that's, that's it. what it's called <laughs> um that that kind of flies in like when the blue meanies kind of get like defeated yeah. in the first wave i should have chief... known what his name is i've got a pair of socks with him on, with it on oh, yes you do <laughs> <laughs> so the chief uh, blue meanie sends in the dreadful flying yeah. glove yes um and, and and the beatles are like we'll just lose the g all you need is, is love. love and both of us went ah oh, so there's like yeah. i was like oh this is how yeah this is how we get this song that was from yeah oh, sorry you have to <laughs> and I, I like I I really like all you need is love. I think it's, it's a, a really good fun song. Because like, it's French, one of, <laughs> it's one of the French national anthem, doesn't it? Da, 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 da. Oh, it's not French national anthem, is it? Oh. I think I think so because you I remember you like doing the French national anthem. Yeah. Bum 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 it's a good, it's an, it's an excellent song. Yeah. I, I really like it because, well, one, it's, um, it was done for the Magical Mystery Tour album. It was a single on its own. Mm-hmm. It was one, it was the song that they had, uh, where the UK joined in for, uh, I think it was a worldwide global, um, TV broadband connection type situation. So okay. a lot of countries came in together and they made them a massive like TV satellite broadband connection. Oh. Oh, oh the bro- no, it was broad- not broadband, bro- broadcast connection. Yeah. And then what happened was was that the Beatles came on, and because it, it they they showed it to the US, and it came really high in the charts in the US, and it became the Flower Power song. That was oh, the song for Flower oh, Power. Oh, yes, of course it was. Because also it was another song that helped to go against the Vietnam War. Yeah. I was going to say, you were talking yeah. to me about this while we were yeah. watching. And it's one of my favorite, it's one of my, like, not because the Beatles take the piss out of themselves mm. because they um, what they do is that at the end of something they put in she loves you yeah 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 mm. I remember my, I was hearing that and my dad was like you know that's a song that you know the Beatles take the piss out of themselves I'm like is it really he's like yeah all right then so the Beatles take the piss out of themselves so you know that the Beatles knew what kind of music they were producing when they could just take the piss out of themselves yeah I was going to say, you've got to respect an artist that can utterly take the piss yeah. out of their own art. Yeah. Mm. You know, two songs written by John Lennon, and John Lennon references both by saying, I made songs that could just <laughs> go into other songs. <laughs> I am the Beatle God. I'm the God of the Beatles. I'm bigger than Jesus. Oh. 
That's what got I, him banned. I, from I was going to say, I was gonna, that was a whole controversy. Yeah, that wasn't was. It? That's when record sales. And I forgot that. I forgot that was a thing until yeah. just now. Yeah. Goodness me. We're bigger than Jesus. We're bigger than Jesus. Yeah. We will never be bigger. Than, but Jesus will never be bigger than cheese. What? Have you not seen this? No. So there's more research. There's, there's more searches on Google about cheese than Jesus. No, that's... I don't mean to laugh, but it's the fact that you're like, there are more Google searches for cheese than Jesus. I don't have anything against Christianity. No, I was no. going to say, disclaimer, neither of us are anti-Christian. No. This, you know, believe whatever believe you want to what believe. Believe what you want to believe. You know, believe in his great noodliness, the pastafarian <laughs> God, if you really have to. <laughs> you know... <laughs> No, uh, I, no, I tease, I tease, I tease. I, oh, um, you do. I t- Clever boy. <laughs> I kind of wish, like, mm. if if we could, like, go back in history and rematch that moment. Um, was it McCartney you said we're bigger than Jesus? Oh, uh, no, was it John, Len- John uh, Lennon. That. Lennon, the Lennon just going, we're bigger than Jesus. And then Ringo just going, but we'll never be bigger than cheese. <laughs> <laughs> we're bigger than Jesus, but we'll never be bigger than cheese. I was going to say, you no, do the impersonations be way better than me. <laughs> <laughs> you made it an art form. <laughs> that should be your uh, solo in third year. What, of doing all just four go impressions and, of the Just Beatles. go and impersonate all four Beatles in 15 My minutes. Goodness. You'll get a first. My goodness. <laughs> Yeah. I still want a Yoko owner as well, just scream my head off. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we talk about Hey Bulldog? Oh, what a Because this was another one made for the film, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yes, it was. So this was the moment where I realised, oh, the film's not over yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, because it's... The te- the, I believe that... I find that the pacing gets very clunky towards the end. I was going to say, I, yeah. I was sitting there thinking, we didn't need the last 20 minutes of the movie. No, not really. But I think it's more because they needed it to be long enough for a cinematic release. Yes. So they had to make it... Because it's like bang on an hour and a half, mm. isn't it? It's only just like uh, properly yeah. long enough. Right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, so the, so the, the glove is defeated mm. and the, and the chief of the blue meanies. The glove was defeated by the power of love. All the love text on the like, love wraps force around field wraps the, around it and, and kills just, the glove. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, I've written three things for Hey Bulldog. Nice visual gags. Yes. Cause it does have a lot of nice oh, visual I gags. So much. Good chase sequence and Paul McCartney barking. Yeah. Because so, he's the one doing the box, isn't yeah, he, in the, in the recording? Hey Bulldog is such a good song. I love it to pieces. Because this was one of the big problems about Hey Bulldog. Mm. And like some of the other songs that were in the Yellow Submarine album. It was that the album itself, a lot of sales went down. Because not a lot of people would buy albums of the Yellow Submarine soundtrack. Because... Why would you when half, when of, the you, songs when half the songs are on, on other, other albums. albums? Yeah, so songs, so songs like "Hail Bulldog" went into obscurity for a while because mm. not because well, Cause how no one you, was buying the no album. No one was going to buy the album, and it and like who would want to buy the other submarine album just to when get, they've already got, got albums, albums with the other songs on them? Yeah, so and that song only resurfaced one when the other submarine movie was getting quite. Like you know, high higher mm. up, and also it was. I was gonna say because yeah. the movie released to a lot of critical acclaim. It did, but yeah. like I guess it, I, mean, the, I the... guess people <laughs> just weren't buying the soundtrack. No, they weren't, which was a shame because it's like it's got such a great soundtrack. Uh, uh, well, I say that eighty percent of the songs are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, yeah. All the songs are really good. It's just a matter of in the film whether they work. Yeah, and also you know it's the Queen's one of the Queen's favorite films. Mm. So, I was gonna say I remember you telling me this like 
not long before we started recording. I was like, mm. really? Because mm. she, because she requested a copy, didn't she? She did request a copy when the film after the film came out. She requested a copy, like on reel, I believe. I'm not too sure. So yeah, it's one of the queens. Very if, if good old Liz didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> Surely, surely it can't be that bad. No wonder they got this their, their knighthood, certainly. Mm. <laughs> she just goes, ah, Yellow Submarine, I love that movie. Yeah. Good job, all of you. Oh, thank you very much, thank you. Yes. Oh. Well, only Ringo and Paul have got their um, Ringo's their like, are we going to tell her? That, are we going to tell her that we weren't actually in the film? <laughs> only at the end, only at the end. They make their wonderful well, cameo. we'll talk about that a mm. bit later. Um. So finally, let's talk about It's All Too Much, which is the final one mm. made for the movie. I really like it. I think the way it's done in the film, it's yeah. like basically a big old Technicolor like round off. Yeah. You get to see all the characters. It's just a really nice song. It, I yeah. don't really have much else to say about it other than like, it's just a nice song. It's very psychic. It's very much like, oh, Jimi Hendrix kind of like, yeah. guitar. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what the Beatles, because every single time the Beatles want to make a new song, like a new album, they want to experiment. Mm. Because this, I believe, after Sergeant Pepper's, um, oh, someone's gonna kill me out there if I'm wrong. There was a, there was a, yeah. Now after Sergeant Pepper's came out, that was when the Beatles kind of went apart for a bit. They went to India, went to go see the Maharishi. I was gonna say, I was um, gonna ask you about yeah. that. Cause when, when we meet George in the film, yeah. there's like the music suddenly takes a really different mm. turn, and you started explaining like why, why that music had yeah. been implemented. Yeah, it was like they had a lot of. Because when Magical Mystery Tour came out, there was a lot of psychedelic music. Like, mm. a lot of psychedelic music. Mm. Um, and, because George even went to go up to India to learn the sitar. It was really cool. Like, it was okay. just, yeah. So, like, so when you had a... Yeah. That's a sitar. And he had, like... Because that's when the Beatles really start to experiment with music. That's when they start to make songs like I'm the Wars. Looking... No, I'm wrong. I'm very much wrong. They just had a lot of psychedelic stuff going on the wrong. You know what? I'm just going to forget that whole section because I just said that because half of that is completely wrong. It's staying, it's it, staying, yeah, yeah, because I think it's interesting to talk about. But it's just, I find it really, with songs, with songs like It's All Too Much was very much where the psychedelic era of the 60s was mm. like high. Yeah. Like in that, more ways in than one. In more ways than <laughs> one. I mean, the Beatles were using acid, weed. I mean, mm. oh bloody, oh bloody, Ah, oh, go on, tell us. So, oh, So this is. So I don't know if I'm completely correct on this, factually. <laughs> All I know is that it was a song written by Paul McCartney mm-hmm. based on the phrase of an old friend of theirs who they met um, in another country, or maybe my being. I'm not too sure. Uh-huh. My built knowledge doesn't go to the further extent that I was going to say. But yeah, John came in high to the studio, like stoned off his rocker. <laughs> And, you know, he's like, ah, uh, Paul's like, oh, John, could you come over and like, play the piano a bit? So we could do the introduction song. Ah, yeah. He buggers off. Interview later. I don't like the song. Why? I don't. He just doesn't like, like, I honestly swear to God, like, Lennon had a style. 
But fuck him, he made Revolution 9. So we're gonna cut- Number 9? <laughs> Number 9? God, I'll tell you what, uh, I was happy that didn't appear in this film. Oh, Jesus, could I'd you just, I'd have just gotten flashbacks. Yep, all the flashbacks. For, for context, there was there was a night um, <laughs> where where I went over to Joe's Halls, um, and Alex, who's appeared on this podcast before, and I, can can get frightened. So, um, Joe here, um, and, our, and our very dear friend and housemate, Millie, um, hid- Turned all the lights off and played Revolution Nine, um, and and just decided to scare the scare the living daylights out I of us. I hit under the bed and I scared you with Beatles music. How do you feel? I feel threatened <laughs> and I feel unhappy <laughs> on a violent level. This is my podcast now. Number nine. Number no. nine. <laughs> every every podcast now is just an hour and a half of, of number, number nine. nine. Number nine. Not large. even the rest of Revolution Nine. <laughs> no, it's just, just that number phrase. nine. Number nine. Number I think. I think that's all the songs that and music the songs. tackled. There were like some cameo songs here and there. I was going to say a but... few songs, because I kept turning to you, because I don't know, I didn't know the names of all yeah. the songs at the time. Like, and, I'm, and I'd look at you and go, is this a full song or is this just a little bit of music? Yeah. And for some of them, you're like, no, this is a full song. And then I'd write it down and you go, oh, I can't believe they didn't put the whole song in. And I'd be like, cool, not a full song yeah. then. It, like I said, it was literally yeah. weird. A little help from my friends. Mm. They cut it out. Mm. Hashtag justice for Ringo, please. Mm. I did Thomas the Tank Engine and I didn't even get to play the fucking song. <laughs> you will let me play my song right now. Right now. Oh, another another little thing I want to mention. It's mm. at the very end of the film. Um, the, the kind of return of um, All Together Now. Oh, yes. Um, with all the, with the funny little photos of the Beatles. Yeah. But the fact that the subtitles are in loads of different languages, I don't know why, yeah. it just makes me really happy. It's very satisfying. Because I like to picture, because it's the Beatles going, ah, oh, there's only th- one thing we can do, and that's sing. Yeah. And I like to think that these uh, movie theatres were just full of people singing all together. Yeah, all together now. now. Yeah. Uh, that's just a really nice image it was, for me. Because they, when all four of them came, because that's their appearance in the in the film itself. Yeah. Because the voices of the Beatles are not Aren't the Beatles. Beatles. They're voice actors. And one, one of them, quite ironically, I remember you telling me this because I then looked on IMDb and I was like, oh yeah. So Ringo Starr was the narrator, the narrator of Thomas and Friends. Only season one and two. And the guy who took over from him was named Michael Angelis. Michael Angelis's brother plays Ringo in, 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 in Yellow Submarine. Green. And I just think that's a fun little small circle of world, Thomas. Small world, but yeah. yeah. Like, the Beatles will always be influenced by Thomas the Tank Engine. So, Thomas the Tank Engine is uh, the true hero of this movie. Like I said. And it, it's not only that... Because I thought at the time when the Beatles... Because I was like, is that it? Is that all the Beatles did? They just literally made that one cameo and just did the songs. Mm. Funnily enough, they did more contribution with the creatures from the movie. Because you know the vacuum monster? Yes. That was inspired by a dream mm. from John himself. Oh, yeah about uh, a pool vacuum apparently <laughs> so you know i'm not i'm not questioning i mean you know ooh, <laughs> i'll dream of all the vacuums in the world and one of them will be a monster that eats the page and the animators are like what fuck is this bullshit and i'll do it and i'll pay you more money and also diamonds <laughs> They've all got Lucy written on them. I was going to exactly. say. Ooh. Right, shall we take a little break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the like the way the movie's written, the way it's structured, and I want to talk about the Beatles as characters in the uh, movie. Oh, yes. But yeah, so we'll take a little <laughs> break and we'll speak to you all in a minute. Ooh. 
back. Justice for Ringo. Justice for Ringo. Even though I'm doing this in the John Lennon voice. No, it's no, this is George Harrison. This is my George Harrison. God, they're all here. Oh. Their ghosts have all appeared around me. Well, just two of them. No, even even the ones that are alive, <laughs> they're astral spirits. They're like, they're they're like force ghosting themselves. Yes, no, we've come here to take your soul, Jack. It is like, the Beatles. Oh no! You can join. Hello, Rickby. Hello, welcome to Chatting from the Wings, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything Beatles related. Oh yes, ex- excellent. So, can we just talk about why we hate the Rolling Stones? Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. What a reference. In which now. case, I'm going to start with my main point. The humour in this movie oh, blew me away. Excellent. I was not expecting to laugh as much as I did. Mm. And one of the jokes that got me the most was when they're pushing random buttons on the submarine to try and survive from the vacuum monster. And out of the back, you can just see the start of a poster that says the Rolling, the Rolling Stones. Stones. <laughs> it just rolls back. <laughs> it was one oh, of my favourite. Like, yeah. Also, also I've, I've, I'm going to start on the... Um, also, uh, sorry, in terms of like, funny lines... I haven't laughed so much since Pompeii. <laughs> I love that line so much. Yeah. Like that. like Ringo coming in in the car, like rolling yeah. down the stairs. Um, also the, it's all in the mind. 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 Like, so many funny jokes. Yeah. One of my favourites, but my favourite is always going to be when Jeremy Hillary just lines up all the like little notes. And then they go, Jeremy Hillary. Boob. It's PhD, but it just goes fud. <laughs> fud. Uh, they, they had so many, like, there were so many good, like, quick to snap jokes. Yeah. Where it was like, where, what was it? The the whale, the whale fish, the fish, the, the oh, school of whale yeah, it's fish. Like, it's like, they look, they look too old for school. University of Wales. They look like dropouts. <laughs> <laughs> like, they had some, like, it's so much humour where, like where the writing really helps to show like the absurdity mm. of where everything comes in, which they I lean think into it. They though. do. They really do. Mm. They, they and they don't make it like so much humor, so it's back left and center. Yeah, it's not a comedy yeah, movie. It's not a comedy. It's movie. just and the thing is, they're not delivered like jokes. No, they're, they're just delivered, delivered just naturally. like off the cuff comments. Yeah, like then, like they don't give you time to laugh about it. No. Because it's not necessarily meant to be funny, but it's yeah. hilarious. Uh, it was, it's on a very similar scale of humour where it's taken to a certain extent and it's not used to the point of where it's bleeding out, like Twisted. I find it's that kind of mm. same energy level of where the comedy's brought in, but not to an extent of where, you know, it's like, oh, it's too much comedy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except, yeah, you know, Twisted does it to a point of where they could be like, and here's the sad part. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I feel, I feel exactly what you mean. Mm. Um, something, like, about, like, a few things about the script for this film that I really like, the way it's structured. The opening wastes no time. No. Like, straight away, it's like, cool, welcome to Pepperland. Oh, the blue meanies don't like music. Bye-bye music. Go off in the yellow submarine so yeah. we can do the opening credits. Yeah. Like, instantly sorted. Sorted, sorted, sorted. That's something I love about the film, mm. and it and it doesn't faff around with like, yeah, this is going to be very episodic. We're going to get the Beatles, and then the Beatles are going to go to loads of weird places, and then fight the Blue Meanies. Yeah, it's a very simple structure, like yeah. you said earlier, which means that when you're in those places, they can have more fun, mm. like like making it very, you know, I don't know what the word is, very like, abstract. Uh, yeah. And very off the cuff and very quirky and weird, mm. because 
you know, you get what's happening. That's I mean, going. The submarine's just you. going to all these different places. Yeah, yeah, because they literally they tell you where everything is and what everything is because of how absurd it is. I mean, even at the beginning, where it's like once upon a time or even yeah. twice. Mm. I love that opening so much because that that opening inspired me for the title of one of my songs, Twice mm. Upon a Time. I mean that yeah. that opening line basically gives you the the kind of energy you're going to be on there. Yeah. Once upon a time, uh, once upon a time, or maybe really even twice. twice. Yeah, like that that sort of like. Does that make sense? Yeah. That yeah. question is the perfect question <laughs> for the entire movie. Yeah. Does and that make sense? Yeah, I mean... But you still love it. Pepperland's like, what, 60,000 leagues beneath the sea? Yeah. The sea! Oh, where's the core? Oh, Pepperland's in hell! Praise... Pepperland is the hell. <laughs> praise the submarine! Does that, does that make the blue... If the blue meanies are fighting hell... Are the blue meanies the angels of the story? Well, hold on. So Michael Sheen, who plays Aro, uh, the villain in Twilight, yes. based Aro's voice on the blue meanie. You know who else Michael Sheen plays? Aziraphale, an angel. The oh. blue meanies are angels confirmed. Don't forget because <laughs> the guy, the guy, the person who voiced the blue meanies, the blue meanie big guy, uh, based it off of. Blue meanie big boy. Because uh, he based his voice off of uh, Richard III's interpretation by Laurence, Laurence Olivier. Olivier. But he literally just hyped it up so it much. It all goes back yeah. to Shakespeare in it the end. It always goes back to Shakespeare it always goes back to so, bloody Shakespeare. Could you say that the blue meanie... Because, you know, uh, well, what's the quote? Rock and roll is the gateway to hell. Yeah. So the blue meanies are the good guys in this situation. Oh my god! Richard III wasn't so bad after all. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't even a bad no, he king! Wasn't. Have you watched Shh. Horrible History? Yeah! Have you seen the documentary of Richard III? He was a pretty decent king. Henry V? Bad boy. <laughs> oh, oh. This is going so off the rails, but I love it. To be! <laughs> or not to be! Something I do want to talk about in the script, and you and you talked about this as well, how mm. it's very referential to real life. Yes. Like there are some lines I wrote. Oh, I wrote it down because I wanted to talk about it. Um, like George saying, "I I know a thing or two about motors." It ties into real life because you said that George Harrison, like, didn't he want to? He was going to go into being a motor mechanic. Mm. So when him being was, like, I know yeah, a thing or two about, about motors was just, a, just was the a little back things, to that. Yeah. just the nice little things that tie into real life. Mm. Um, you also told me to write this down. I don't know what you're, what exactly you're going to say, but I've just written "Sea of Holes" day in the life reference. Yeah, so they re so they reference a lot of. Um... So the "Sea of Holes" is a reference to a very big line from. Uh, the day in the life of itself, which is like 4,000 holes in Blackburn, Lancashire. Ah. Because John keeps going, oh, it's like, I want 40,000 holes, like Blackburn. Oh, not. And then Paul goes, oh, like Blackburn, Lancashire. So, because <laughs> so, that, that, then life, this is going off topic again, then the life was a song that Lennon wrote that was based on two newspaper articles he read. Oh. And he just put them in together. And then there was a whole big section that had nothing in it. And then Paul's like, I'm writing a song. Could I put my lyrics into this? And then that's where he had his little section in the day in the life. Interesting. Mm -hmm. exactly, yeah. That's so, really cool. I they, quite they like keep that. referencing songs in the movie and also titles of songs as well. And they, they put in hooks from the songs as well. Mm. And they implement, like I said mm. before, they implement it into the songs. Which is they just keep referencing the band. It's like that Powerpuff Girl episode where they, they make so many references about the Beatles. 
Speaking yeah. of, I want to talk about the characters of the Beatles uh, in this yes. film. Ringo's my favourite in this film. Ringo's I love yeah. Ringo. I've written Ringo is the nicest Beatle yeah. in, in this. It's all in the because... mind. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, George. <laughs> Uh, Ringo is it's all in the mind. Yeah, Ringo's my favorite, but then Paul's my favorite because he's my favorite Beatle. But you know, I was gonna say in in this one they go out of their way to make Ringo so nice. Yeah, like you was like you were saying, Ringo is the main character of this of this film. Yeah, he is because he's the one that everything's always bloody happening to. Mm. You know, ev- you know he's the one that gets kind of ridden away across yeah. all the monsters and then and they all and then monsters. when he wants to bring in Jeremy they, they're like nah let's leave him he's all, and Ringo's like, like oh, no come with us come with us on an adventure mm. and he was really helpful in the end is he the one at the end of the movie that kind of beckons the blue Mimi to come back or is it Paul no that's uh, John, is it John with the telescope that's John oh yes yeah. yes it is but yeah, yeah. Mm. I just I think like we've talked about it already but the way the Beatles are kind of just always reacting to what's yeah. going on around them. They don't necessarily take it... Like, obviously, at the end, they do take an active yeah. part because they pretend to be Sergeant Pepper's Lonely yeah. Hearts, Hearts Club, Club Band. Band. Yeah. And then they actually meet the alternative version of themselves. Yeah. But the way the Clean Beatles... shaven. Mm, yeah. <laughs> the way the Beatles interact with each other in this film is hilarious to me. Yeah. Like, because, for example... <laughs> So George rolls up in Ringo's car. <laughs> yeah. And Ringo goes, that's my car. And he goes, how do you know? Um, and and Ringo like, so, yeah, like it's, it's a red car with yellow wheels. And then like then George, George drives off, drives back on, and the car is blue with orange, orange wheels. wheels. Like, I meant oh, blue with orange wheels. Drives <laughs> off and it's back in two in different, different colours. Like, like also the kind of like <laughs> George no, just goes, It's all in the mind. <laughs> <laughs> and also when they're getting in the cars again, like no move over. Oh, I'll get in the back then. Like, yeah, this is why I think their their human together is very harmonious. I like to think though that Ringo is on his own, but then Paul, George, and John are kind of like the same energy, mm. but very but all together they make a very harmonious troupe of comedic. comedic they, I was gonna say they always just strike me as as four mates taking the piss out of, out of each other all the time. Like when Ringo gets taken, they're like, "Oh, poor lad." Well. Should we go and save him? Yes, we probably should. <laughs> yeah. Like and also like John starts going off about um about like well Einstein's law of this and instantly one of them like two of them leave and one of them's got their fingers in the air is going, any old iron, any old iron, any, any, any old iron. And I'm like, it's like while while John's trying to yeah. explain this Einstein theory, all the others are like, Nope, not listening to this. Yeah. Like, it's it's the it's the oh don't they do don't they oh they do don't they oh to do 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 they always do that they always do I that. don't know if it's because of the like the the really like deadpan delivery of everything mm. but they strike me as just like they're so oblivious and they're just like oh okay then mm. like like even one of them's like oh blue meanies yeah. like I think that's John because he's the last one to appear or is it Paul mm-hmm. Paul's Paul. the last one to appear he just literally gets open by a door I was gonna say cause Paul just goes what is it blue meanies yeah and like, what is it yes. blue meanies yeah, yeah. He gets the bouquet because he's been applauded by some crowd. Yeah, which I think was a reference to your mother should know, but I don't really know mm. if it was. Anyway, but yeah, I, I like that they portrayed the Beatles as just a group of mates yeah. who are always taking the mick out of each other. Because yeah. I feel that I do. <laughs> I feel that a lot. Mm. And then there's Fred. Oh, Fred. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> I, he's more. I just like the character's fun at the beginning when he speaks to the man. He's got a good. But once you got the Beatles there, there he's just it. not he's very just, funny anymore. And he just—he's not really included. After he gets blown away at the the sea of heads, 
was it? No, the Valley of Heads. Yeah, he just kind of and comes he, back at yeah. the end, but like he's not important anymore because yeah. the Beatles are he's, kind of doing what they need to do. He's literally just a catalyst to get to the Beatles. That's mm. it. And I feel really kind of bad about it because that he has so he's got he had so much more potential, but mm. I guess not really then. But that's that's my honest mm. opinion about him. Yeah, I I didn't really like I didn't have any strong feelings about mm. about him. But that's because he doesn't appear too much. Yeah, I liked him at the opening. I liked him when mm. when like all the when all uh, the mayor's band is getting and he's like, no, I must finish my quartet. And he's like, Tri-tri-tri-tri-tri-tri. trio, trio sir. duet, solo. solo. Yeah, yeah. But he's I just he's got he's got good moments. He had potential, but I they mm. just didn't use it to his advantage. I love the character in the Nowhere Man. I, I oh, Jeremy. Ja- I love Jeremy. Jeremy Hillary. Boopford. Jeremy Hillary Boopford. Yeah. I, I love him. He's he's he's, he's very fun. His rhyming scheme, especially, is mm, what I, I just love say, his writing. I bet I bet that was a field day to write, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, getting so much rhyme. Also, when it. he's fighting the blue meanie and he and gets the karate move got, wrong and just the, the, the apple the, falls a, on the him. apple falls on him, and then Ringo goes, "Oh, well done." It's and Jeremy <laughs> and Jeremy, the snide little bastard, he <laughs> sits there and like, "Yeah, I did that. Yes, um, I did that. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. and." Um, oh, I need to talk about the blue meanies. Ah, oh, the blue. I blue love meanies. so I love the chief blue meanie and Max. Yes, <laughs> I love them. What did you? We don't say yes. Blue meanies only say no. no. Are the troops ready? No, no. you are blue this. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. always, I always found them funny. And the moment when he just shoots Max into yeah. oblivion, and then Max's head just. Like, and then there's when that up. cat one stops oh, yeah, yeah. on so, him. So Jeremy's destroyed, and it's just the ears left. I fully think the Mickey Mouse thing was intentional. I fully think the Mickey Mouse mm. thing was intentional. And then this cat just, like, just jumps, on, on, of, yeah. jumps on Max's remains and then Max's head just yeah. pops out like and carries on talking <laughs> as if nothing happened. Because <laughs> the design for the Blue Meanie is funny enough. They had six fingers. Yes. Whereas everyone else had five. Mm. And the reason for that was because the animation team were like got the advice from saying, oh yeah, four fingers per character. Because it just helps with the animation. They were like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to have five on each, but then we're going to have six on the blue minis just to prove you wrong. Just to prove that kind of animation trope of where it's like, oh yeah, four fingers, because you know, we're animation. Yeah. It's like, no, we're going to yeah. give them six, because screw you. Just, yeah. And it works really well. Hmm. I think, because it's this duality of colours that they all have between them. Because they've got the, the Snapping Turks, the, the Dreadful Flying Glove, the Clowns. My favourite, the the apple bobbers, because they're just so tall and like they just drop apples. And then the actual uh, blue meanies themselves, the troops, because uh, like you said, they I reckon they were just taking the piss out of Mickey Mouse. Because yeah. funnily enough, McCartney said in an interview that they thought it was going to be some, kind of like some Disney animation. Oh, when it wasn't in the end. Interesting. Yeah, so I guess they were like, well, we'll just include the ears to make that satisfactory. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh goodness me! So, I think that's what the characters. I was gonna say. Though. I think, yeah. like, in terms of just the movie structure, I think it's structured brilliantly. Yeah. Like, like as a film, mm. I think I think it's great. I think like every kind of moment having a song works. Yeah. Because the second the mo- like because the songs for the most part yeah punctuate whatever's happening yeah. So if you don't quite get what's happening, the visuals and the songs will kind of lead you into it. Yeah. Speaking of visuals, should we take one more little break um, and then and then we'll talk about the the, uh, the animation and the art style oh, of this yeah. movie? Cool. Ooh. Cue another Beatles song. 
Hi everyone, Jack here, just here with a little mid-show talk for you. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the podcast so far. If you are, please consider subscribing in whatever podcatcher you use to listen to your podcasts. Also, please consider reviewing the show. It really helps me figure out what you want to see, what you might want changed, what guests you want me to bring back. And it also helps the podcast get a little bit more promoted, so more people get to listen. Right, I think that's everything. With that, I will let you continue with the episode. Again, hope you're enjoying, and I'll speak to you soon. We are back. Yes. Let's talk about some animation. Hell yeah. Now, so the art direction for this film was done by Heinz Edelman. Yeah. Um, I, so when I first saw the animation, my mind immediately went to like, this is like Terry Gilliam meets pop art. Like as yeah. a whole, as a whole yeah. genre of, of artwork. Mm. Obviously that gets like, thrown out the window every now and then, like in um, Diamonds in the Sky yeah. with... Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Yeah, my brain not it's switched fine. on. Um, but yeah, I like... But for the most part, I don't know, I clocked a very... Especially with things like the the dreadful flying glove. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I It always struck me as very Terry Gilliam. Mm. Especially with the whole, like, you know, hand-drawn looking animation mm. with photorealistic background hmm. things like that to me are always like cool terry gilliam but it's obviously very, uh, it's very it's got a monty python style to it i was gonna say but when you've it's not like, monty obviously, python. yeah it's not but like there's also that kind of thought of you know they weren't too far off each other mm. in terms of time scale because fun know. fact george george Harrison was one of the financers to make Life of Brian. To make Life of Brian. So, so he, he, he and even made a cameo, like a little small cameo. In, in Where scene. is he in Life you, of you know Brian? when Brian's uh, trying to get out from his house and like all the people are crowding around him like that? He's one oh, of those people who are like, oh, no. Really? But yeah. I had no idea. I'll have to point him out next time. But yeah. That's so, so cool. Good fact, good fact. But yeah. That's a really good fact. The, like you said, with the art style, uh, every time I look at, Eleanor Rigby from the opening into Liverpool. It always reminds me I'm looking at something like out of a newspaper mm. every time. And because there, there are three, I find that there are like three or four different styles. Mm. There's Pepperland. Yeah. There's Liverpool. Yes. There's the Sea of Holes. Mm-hmm. And then there's the psychedelia moment from. Um, um, how do I not know the song? Where is the song? Uh, no, there was, um, Northern Song. Oh, yeah, only a Northern Song. Only a Northern Song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's got the whole, like, you see the kind of sound waves going and all the signs. I, I, that's the, and that's the only four visuals that really differentiate from the music film. Oh, yeah, and of course, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, how could I forget? The five, so the five visuals. Yeah. So. And then all the others kind of fit somewhere in those five categories. Yeah, Yeah, I can, I get behind that. As a film about the beat with the Beatles music, it just fits. Yeah, I, was th- I can't imagine the visuals being done any other way, mm. just because of how, like, you know, how the Beatles music are, how you know, a kind of age of psychedelic because mm. it works music. harmoniously with the music. Yeah, I can't imagine it being all like 
one style of animation, for mm. example. Like the way like the Yellow Submarine and the Car- and the Beatles and the Blue Meanies are animated. Mm. I can't imagine the entire movie being animated like that, just mm. a normal two D animation. It makes so much sense to me that it's a mishmash of loads of different animation styles. Mm. That just makes the most sense to me. Because, you know, the music and the story is very out there, so why shouldn't the visuals be mm. out there? Um But yeah, I think I think a lot of the time it also works towards the the humour. Yes. Because a lot of the animation, a lot of the tricks they try to pull with the animation, like Frankenstein's monster turning into John Lennon. Yeah. Things like that. that that's another one of my favourite jokes, yeah. It's, you know, things like that are very like, ah, uh, okay, you're not taking this too dreadfully seriously. Yeah. Because the, the art style for when it comes to Sgt. Pepper reminds me of uh, the, the very first R-rated animated film, Fritz the Cat. Oh yeah. So it's a very, it's a very, uh, it for it's not great. It's uh, story wise, it's not a great film, yeah. but visually, it's really intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember the people who produced it. I can't remember the people who directed it, but it is like Fritz the Cat being the first R-rated film. Like, it's very similar in art form. I find with very like very subliminal messages and visuals that come in psychedelically and non psychedelically, but. Yeah, no, I just, I find that because with all the different ways in which they animate the way the film together, just comes together because, like, the Beatles had different styles for their albums. Mm. So if you want to try and match the style of the albums or the song, you've got to change the animation style for it. Mm. I think that it really worked well in terms of how it told the story, but at the same time there are moments where I'm like, does that work? And then I look back at it and go, yeah, because yeah, that works. it's just part of the song. Yeah. It's trying... I mean, because one of the most difficult things you need to do in filmmaking is telling a story through visuals. Mm. And if you can't do that, you can't make, you can't tell the correct story. You're just making... You're just making, like, videos, collages. Mm. That's all you're making. Yeah. So when you're able to tell a story with the visuals that you're making, so for instance, Eleanor Rigby sets up the world for... I was gonna say Liverpool. it sets up this world of like quite like this kind of lonely aesthetic, the darkness, the this bleakness, kind of darkness yeah. and bleakness, before yeah. like this kind of like before the Beatles were yeah. together, and then it's not until like suddenly like because the you know it's kind of established that the Beatles all live in this one crazy yeah. building when they're all in the same place suddenly it's all like boo and yeah. crazy, and and yeah. they fit right in with Pepperland, yeah. So. I was gonna, and I think I know, and I think the art direction made it important that they fit in with Pepper Lang. Cause that's you know it's where their alter egos mm. belong. You know their alter egos are the things that keep Pepper Lang going. Mm. Um, but yeah, like just even things like the Sea of Holes. Yeah, the Sea of Holes was trippy. At yeah. some point, I was gonna say I was too looking at that. We were like, ooh, ooh. I've got a hole in my pocket. <laughs> I've got a hole in my pocket. Yeah. And. It's the fact that they're able to trans, like you know, they're able to teleport to Pepperland mm. through the Sea of Holes, even though because because it, it t- came into the Sea of Green. But yeah, I always speaking get about that. speaking of going back to Pepperland mm. like, after the Sea of Holes. So when you first go to Pepperland, it's such a nice place. Mm. It's wonderful. It's vibrant. It's happy. It's joyous. When you go back, it was so bleak and at the at the dull. beginning. Yeah. 
with Liverpool when I got there, like I, I wrote down and I was like, oh, this is a bit eerie. Mm. Like, like, which is obviously like the the intention, you know, it's mentally mm. bleak and eerie and a little bit and a little off. When we go back to Pepperland, I got the exact same vibe, vibe. of like, like oh, no, 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 I don't like this. Don't mm. like this. Don't like this at all. And it was just because there was so much stillness in the animation. Mm. Like they could easily have had like, um, like think Wind in the Willows at, at the beginning of Act 2 yeah. when the weasels are like jumping about everywhere and being crazy. They could easily have had the blue meanies like trashing the place, but they yeah. didn't. Everything was deathly still. Except for like a couple of blue meanies like wandering around like the the apple bonkers. Mm. And I think it really works in the favour when the movie stops. Like not when it like stops dead and it's trying to like pauses mm. everything, but like when you just look around and there's stillness. Yeah. Because it phased me so much. Yeah. I was simply like, no, 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 I don't I don't like yeah. it. I don't like it. This is weird. Because when the blue me because the blue meanies just like they drain the life from Pepperland because yeah. they, they just they take the music, they take right. the music that's, away that's, and that you know. takes away the colour of life take mm. away the Beatles take away life yeah <laughs> so but, basically if yeah. you ever stop listening to the Beatles you'll die mm. that's but, that's the message to be taken what, from this movie so the, watch out Joe yeah one of the stupidest visuals I have is right at the beginning where the mayor gets pummeled by the uh, <laughs> you know, by the apple poppers <laughs> he's getting pummeled by apples and apples and kind of like goes into this petrified like yeah catastrophic fruit state and then yellow submarine starts playing Mm. it's such a contrast i'm just stood there like oh well he's dead and it's like i do i do love that the whole opening is just the submarine kind of like (laughs) (laughs) just kind of floating around all the and then there was that diver suit with a foot sticking out of it anyway yeah (laughs) so yeah, you know, but things like that are what remind me of Terry Gilliam. So yeah. kind of like, why is that there? Oh well, oh, it's well. there. It's, it's fine. It's literally like if um, oh, was it a Lost in Vegas? Something in Vegas. Oh, it's the Johnny Depp film that Terry Gilliam made. I'll I'm just gonna quickly find it. I was gonna say, I was gonna say quickly, quickly figure out the name of the film. So, but I find that when. Like when they take so like I said when they drain the energy and the life of Pepperland, it's very similar to how, um, how it is with um, like Liverpool. It's a reflection of that. It's a reflection because inside of the Beatles household, it's all crazy in colours and beautiful schemes. Here in Liverpool, it's dull. It's nothing there. Mm. And then Pepperland got dull. Nothing there. Beatles come in, then play the music, and then life gets and back. And everything's into it. back. So that's and, it, and I like to think that they don't go back to Liverpool. They just stay in Pepperland because that's where they belong. Mm. Because that's not who they're meant to be. That's not where mm. they're meant to stay. So I think that's a really good character arc for mm. all of them because they're just happy. They're happy just to be there. You know them. Them being in Liverpool, even when they're in the same place, the rest of Liverpool is assumedly still this bleak place. Yeah. Whereas when they go to Pepperland, all of oh, Pepperland is, is, just... is colourful. Yeah. So surely for them, it's like oh, we might as well stay. Mm. And you know. They probably wouldn't seem too fussed. Yeah. Their characters aren't fussed about anything for yeah. the entire movie. <laughs> I was going around like, oh, yes, yeah, yes, okay, yeah. yes, I'm Ooh, happy look. for this. Oh, yes, a weird creature banging oh. a dog. A dog banging a drum. Wow, oh. I've Ooh. seen everything. Lovely. That's that's wonderful. And, you know, why else would you put Eleanor Rigby, which is one of the saddest songs made by the Beatles, like, quite well, one of the most depressing songs by the Beatles, and put it in Liverpool. Mm. And also, it's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. That's what I was thinking. Fear of. and Loathing in, in Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. There we go. Yeah. But, yeah. I I love the visuals of this film because particularly they saved moments where I did not get what was happening in the story, like mm. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Like, I just sat 
and enjoyed everything yeah. that was going on. You know, like we said, the first ever boomerangs. You know, the way the way the art was done there. Mm. Everywhere is so unique, but mm. you can tie them all together in terms of what's happening in the story. Yeah, that's something I really like. So I think a lot of people, and I'll and I'll talk about this when when we come to our conclusion. I think a lot of people think about this film and they're like, oh no, it's just an acid trip. I wouldn't understand a thing. It's all just crazy animation. No, it's not. Because I didn't think I was going to get it. And I went in and I understood pretty much everything like that was being laid down in front of me. And the structure of the film is something that really helps that. Mm. And the art style is just kind of there for you to enjoy. It is. Because it changes depending on the location. Mm. But, it will, you know, that, you know, because the Beatles are always, you know, the Beatles animation don't change. Mm. Yeah. They they are kind of the constant for you to latch on to as an audience member. But yeah. Hmm. I I think I think it's really well handled and I think it's more thought through than people give it credit for. Yeah. I cuz I think there would be some people who'd be like, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just random, isn't it? And and I'm sitting here thinking about it. Like, mm, I'm not there's sure it more, is. There's more than that. I think there's more thought behind it than people think. Yeah. But yeah. Obviously, you know, there are loads of those who have, you know, like I say, like who have properly sat and thought about the film and mm. been able to find these connections. Yeah. And, and I hope people continue to find connections and things like this. Mm. Because, you know, I don't want people to take for granted the abstractness of it and just be like, oh, no, they're yeah. just trying random things. That's not a lot of people like the Beatles these days. <laughs> mm, this is true. Yeah. This is true. Just, just they do have some good songs, though. They've got some, like, bangers. Like, I'm I'm not the hugest Beatles fan in terms of, like, I know a lot of their songs. Mm. But I was sitting there, all the songs I didn't know, like, I was, I was loving it. I loved mm. all the music in Wait this. Wait until we listen to Abbey Road again. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I, was sitting, I was sitting there watching the film, making notes, and just and I was, I was loving the music. It was great. Mm. Yeah, shall we? Because we're kind of verging dangerously into conclusion territory. Shall we yes. take one final break? Indeed, we should. And and then we will get into our conclusions yes. on Yellow Submarine. Well, of course, I need another. Of cup. course, I need another cup of tea. Oh, you're gonna make another cuppa? Um, I do. Oh, I'll join oh, you. Right, speak to you all in a minute. Sure. The real nowhere man sitting in his nowhere land making all. That, that was that was Yellow Submarine. Yeah. Thank um, you very much for yeah. for all of the Beatles knowledge and for introducing me to this movie. That is okay, because I'm not sure I'd have watched it if it weren't for if it weren't good for, old me. Good old Beatle you. fan number Yeah. A million billion meanies. A million billion meanies, even though they're probably about a hundred. <laughs> probably like seventy-two. Yeah. But um, mm. but yeah, I I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. And yeah, that's excellent to hear. I I I thought I'd like find it okay. I didn't think I'd have as good a time as I did. Mm. And I want to see what Alex thinks of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> when when Alex comes back, cause Alex oh, is away boy. away for a little bit. When he comes back, and he'll be listening to this, I'm pretty sure while he's away. I hope so. When yeah, I was gonna say if he's not listening to this, then. You know, I'm trying to water your plants. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So so when you come back, Alex, if you're listening, we'll watch Yellow Submarine because <laughs> I'm curious to see what you think of it. <laughs> but yeah, I I had a really good time and because because obviously it got critical acclaim when it was released. It, it did, yeah. But I have seen a couple of reviews by by like 
popular musical theatre review channels that have covered yeah. Yellow Submarine and not enjoyed it as much. Mm. And I, like, obviously, you know, different tastes for different people. Yes. But I think, technically, on, on a technical level, regardless of opinion, I think it works. Yeah. I don't think there are many technical issues with it. I think any. it's because as a it's a film that platforms from the Beatles music. Mm. It's not a like musicals work with the idea like for instance with Sometime. Yeah. He, he works with trying to structurally make a story through the music. Yeah, the, the music and the story are developed, are developed at the same, same time. time. Whereas, Whereas with things like this the music's already there. It's a ju- it's a jukebox it's musical. It's a jukebox musical. But a it's very the, abstract it one. It is a very abstract one. The problem is that there are so many Beatles musicals out there that I would class as, as the official Beatles musical. Although there is also Across the Universe, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we're going to ignore Across we're gonna, the Universe. Even though it's, um, I've heard mixed reviews about that as well, as a Beatles musical. Mm. But I'd say because this is only film visuals, and if you made this into a stage production, it would be a challenging one, but I think it would work really really well as a stage musical as well because there are some things you could do from the film that you could also do on stage but then there are some things you can't do from the film that you couldn't do on stage Mm. I think as a musical if I was to class as a musical it's Mm. really inspiring from Mm. the use of tone colours visual visualisations I think it would be really interesting on stage especially playing with lighting and and light stage design it's a like as a Beatles fan it's a really heartwarming film that you can come back to because it's 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 perfectly a a family film like there is no yeah I I don't think there's anything stopping families watching this film and I think it's a really good way to introduce younger like younger younger people to to like Beatles well, yeah. and to more abstract things, films, because yeah. a lot of film, you know, granted, you know, some films will play with more abstract concepts. Yeah. But a lot of like animated films look very similar. Yeah. Like recently, you know, if you look at you know the last few years of Pixar releases. Yeah. You know, it's all like it's very good three D animation. It's Don't very get me wrong. Animation as well. But I mean. it's very, it's very good. But like. I think one of the only things that I've seen that's really played with like abstract animation, like Soul, for example, the way the kind of, I don't know what they're called, the ones who kind of run the kind of before life Mm. that can like kind of like appear as like little 2D outlines Mm. of things and zoom around everywhere. That's kind of abstract. Mm. But, you know, you spend a lot of your time in the human world where all the designs are pretty, you know, you know, pretty, pretty normal for Pixar standards. Whereas then you, you, pan you know kids over to this and it's like funny story funny story for kids if nothing else they'll be entertained yeah like and really interesting art styles excellent and yeah i think i think it's something that more people should give a watch i think so especially well. because you know like you say like not as many people are into the beatles music anymore yeah you know i would shove this in front of some like obviously i know you said um you know, your recommendations, like mm. Sergeant Peppers as an album. Yeah, for like Sergeant Peppers, Rubber album. Soul, Magical Mystery Tour, mm. like Revolver. Those are four albums that they mm. just put in there. But if someone, but if anyone, you know, said, I want to get into the Beatles, but I just don't want to sit and listen to a whole album or just sit and listen to music, I'll be like, right, cool. Here's some money. Go buy the DVD of Yellow Submarine. Yeah, sit, watch yeah. it. Because like, yeah. like, 
you know, I'm not going to become a Beatles super fan overnight yeah. or anything. You know, <laughs> I've got the things I'm knowledgeable yeah. on. That's why I run a podcast where it's I talk w- about. It's know, why I recommend. Yeah, it's because it's why I recommend to people if you want to try and get into Beatles music, listen to the number one album because mm. it's got all the number one hits from it, mm. and that's how you get into music. And then when you look at the albums more, and then you can deep dive more into the albums because I found that my second favorite Beatles song is quite an obscure one because it's not really well known to mm. like the big hits. I'm only sleeping from Revolver. It's like one of my favorite Beatles songs, and personally one of my favorite songs as well that I've mm. ever listened to. But you know, that's because stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. But yeah, I think I think it's not always given the credit it deserves. This film, from yeah. from what I've heard, and now yeah. having watched it, I'm very much like I don't think people are being very nice to this film. Yeah. Because <laughs> I see a lot of I see a lot of good things in this and film. And there's a lot of potential if you want to take it live. There's mm. so much potential for mm. it. Yeah. And and a lot of interesting things could happen with it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I had a really good time with this film. Excellent, day. Um, I, I did too, watching it a second time, because I haven't seen it since 2019. But apart goodness from that, me. Yeah. 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 I, Call yeah. me a Beatles nerd. <laughs> 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 I, haven't I haven't watched Yellow Submarine in two years. Oh, you can't right. kill me a Beatles nerd. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. so, Joe, before we go, is there anything you want to plug... Instagrams, uh, anything's just master underscore lemons on um, YouTube and Instagram. Although there are no video, oh no, there's only one there's video. One. There's one the video on YouTube. Of Egg Egg Hero. Hero. Yep. <laughs> so that's the only two that mm. so that's master underscore lemons, all lowercase. Yep. That, and um, and to plug this on your behalf, I know it's not out yet, but I think it's I think it's going to be very fun. Uh, you're starting a thing. Could the young person suit guys? I am, yes. Hopefully, not that to like actually... out you for that, but it's I was okay. like, please plug it because it's really interesting. So, if you are anyone and everyone who enjoys suits or wants to try and get the suits or you need suits uh, for like job businesses and stuff, uh, you, the, I run a little Instagram post where I post quite uh, rarely but occasionally where I'm going to make uh, just tips for beginners or uh, advice that I wish I was told when I started out doing suitwear and buying and purchasing all that jazz for when I was younger. And this is the advice I give to anyone and everyone who wants mm. to get into suitwear. So that's the advice I'd love to give to them. Yeah. So so keep an eye out for that um, whenever whenever Joe starts whacking posts up. Because nice, nice. I've heard a lot of these tips. And they've <laughs> certainly helped me when ah. I've tried to put suits together for ah, things. Yes. But yeah, thank you all so much yes. for listening to this episode of Chatting from the Wings. If you enjoyed it. Drop a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps me figure out what you like. Do it. Helps me figure out what guests you like. If you if you want more Joe, tell us that you want more Joe. Thank you for having me though. That's all right. I was gonna say I love having you on this podcast. Do it or John Lennon will come to you at night. The dead one. Ringo will summon Thomas the Tank. I will summon all of the Thomases and they'll come and toot toot you to death. (laughs) 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 But yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, yeah, I'll, we I'll... all live in a yellow submarine. We all live in, in a, a yellow, yellow submarine. submarine. A yellow submarine. A, a yellow, yellow submarine. submarine. I'll speak to you all very soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.